The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Well, well, well. The basketball keeps coming. I'm doing my best, Miles Gray here, guys. The the basketball keeps coming. The gods of the NBA keep smiling on us. Uh, we got trade deadline madness all around the NBA. We'll discuss some of the latest action. Uh, there's only about 28 games left in the season, which is wild. How did that happen? How how is that possible? Uh, we're going to talk the state of the Houston Rockets with 10-year NBA vet, current Rockets analyst, host of the podcast NBA Rookie Life, Ryan Hollins, on today's episode. I'm Jack O'Brien. And I'm Jabari Davis in for Miles Gray. Uh-huh. And this is still Miles and Jack got, got mad, mad boosties. boosties. Nailed it. Ryan, what's going on? Thank you so much for joining us with our usual host, out. Al- on paternity leave but we're, we're thrilled to have you in here host of the nba rookie life podcast for the nba and iheart drafted in 06 by the bobcats played for the bobcats Mavs, wolves Cavs, celtics clippers wizards grizzlies what's going on man how are you doing what's going on guys thanks for having me absolutely we're thrilled to have you uh congratulations on being an amazing athlete that's cool to have played in the nba uh i did not play in the NBA Jabari I don't, I don't think you you didn't play in the NBA did you honestly my my coaches had it out for me that's that's really it really <laughs> it boils down a, to that goodness. that's the only way that we could be kept out of the league a vast conspiracy what's going on man how, how are you feeling about let's start with the Rockets actually another tough year but from years like this great things bloom we've seen it happen before and it's always good to hear from the people who are who are watching the whole thing to kind of hear your perspective. What what are some bright spots? What are the glimmers of hope that you're seeing down there? 
I think you, you get a chance to watch these kids grow and develop. And I think the coolest thing with, with rookies and second-year guys, 19- and 20-year-olds, like they develop and get better in the season. So you can see right. from just training camp to now vast improvements where you know, you'll know you have a veteran guy, and they, they are who they are. They know who they are in the league. But watching that process you know, makes everything that much sweeter. And then they'll have moments. They'll have a glimpse. It might be two possessions in a row, three possessions where you're going, oh man, that you, you, you get like, kind of like that can be mm. the future and you, you see those things, but um, it, it's, it, it's fun. And yeah, rookies make a lot of mistakes and you know, that everything is new to them and it, 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 you have to be patient with that product, but you got to understand like watching these guys develop, watching them get opportunities. And I remember being a young guy in the league, I didn't get a chance to just play and like iron my kinks out. And I think that's the, the a, a golden time for these young guys to learn on the fly and to get better and to improve. And, you know, just the opportunities that they have, I think it, it's really cool to, to see, but the excitement that they bring to the table, yeah, the mistakes are there, but the development and you get that instant gratification, you know, right away. We'll have a Jalen green that, You'll see his handles get better. Jabari Smith Jr. will improve the second time guarding a Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, Alpron Shingoon, hey, can you put the ball in his hands? Yeah, man, he goes and gets you the youngest player in center in history to have a triple-double. So you're starting to see these guys do these things in this season and kind of like find their way in, in the league. It's that that little wobbly, you know, deer that it comes out and starts all of a sudden gallops and runs off. So we're excited to see our young guys move forward and from my standpoint, it, it's it, it's fun because it's it's a lot of energy. And guys, you never know what you might get, especially with a young player. Yeah, Jalen Green has had, I mean, one one of the most fun people to watch in the league going to the basket is is just yeah, it's a, it's wild. We were <laughs> Jabari and I were like I I thought he was like more guard size, and Jabari's like, no, I'm pretty sure he's like <laughs> six nine, six ten, but but he's just he just jumps that high. That's he, he just plays with his head at the rim. So yeah, he, he's pretty cool to watch. Ryan, you mentioned somebody and I, I'll, I'll, you know, Jack can tell you I'm the leader in the Al Shangoon, you know, you know, fan base right here. Uh, What's the nickname I, you gave dream? him? Is that oh. the big fella's dream watching uh, Al P play? It, it <laughs> is. It is. My, you know, he, my man, look, I was, I was already, I was already there as a rookie. I've been impressed by what I've seen in his second year, but can you speak directly to that? You know, you, you mentioned some of the, you know, some of the growth that you've been able to you know, witness you know, with him up close. Can you speak directly to that? It's his footwork. And, like, you got to understand, like, a young Ryan Hollins in the league was like, just rebound. Don't get pushed off your positioning. And it's like, nah, Alpi, go lead a team to a victory. Whoa, those are, those are pretty big ass that is getting, are getting put on the young guys. But it's interesting, like, the more of a role that he's been given – the more he's almost seemed comfortable. And it was that unknown. He was the MVP in the Turkish League. So everybody's like, eh, Turkish League, all right? But <laughs> anybody that young that is an MVP of a league with a bunch of grown adult men that probably smoke cigarettes and have multiple kids, and you know what I'm saying? Like, these are real And their kids men. smoke cigarettes, you yeah. know, on the they're Turkish League. And, yeah, no, no, this is a, like, and, and then, like, you're the MVP. They're like, it means something. But um, he's just fun to watch. And for him learning his accountability and what he means to the team, we, it, it, it's really cool. Like 
he matched up uh, against Sabonis. First time he saw Sabonis. Sabonis, you had checked him out. Like, he's playing lights out this year. Mm-hmm. Ball's moving through his hands. He's, he's similar like Jokic, where he's like the point guard. He's the creator. He's the playmaker. And, like, kind of like watching Al Pete watch him and then go, yeah, I can do that. You know, I, I, can, I, can, I can break you down off the dribble and, you know, kick the ball to a guard. I can initiate offense. I can, I, can, I can do this. And I think he's been on somewhat of a terror since then. But for me, it's cool to see. And if you hadn't seen him, best footwork in the league, um, feel for the game, sneaky bounce, will go ahead and punch on you. Like, he's got a lot to him. But, like, you can legit play through Alp on the block, and he can will and deal, and then he, he's got some showtime. He likes to have fun, and um, he, he's an enjoyment, man. But, like, you see our young guys, like, kind of make a play, and they're like, they're excited. Oh, like, they're surprised. Like, like they're, they're shocking themselves <laughs> with some of these plays that we see on a nightly basis. Why is it always the players from overseas that have the best footwork? What, what, did, he, did he play, like, soccer? Hacky sack is hacky sack secretly the, the like national sport of Turkey because I feel like Hakeem we always heard it was because of soccer and bead I guess it was soccer right yeah. soccer and also volleyball I don't know why that would be such great so I, footwork would be so sure important soccer is like like how we're like yeah hoop basketball football they, they open it that's, it's soccer that's all they could. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And it's I not, probably that not hacky point, sack yeah Alp played soccer you'll see him and Big Bobon Bobon's walking around seven five and they're like. They're like, they'll walk out and like dribble the basketball first. Like that's the thing that they do. Right. With their but feet. I, yeah. There's a level where like guys, like I played soccer in high school and I didn't get any more footwork that didn't help me out. So like, there's some things that just guys just have, you know, right. so he's talented. And then obviously when you're not that athletic, he's more athletic than you think, but you're not that athletic in a sense. It was like, you know, Ryan, Howes, just go dunk a basketball. He's like, okay, how did I, how can I beat you? Like I have to have a left hand. I didn't have to right. have a left hand to dunk the basketball. They have to have a left hand. They're working on things and drilling things, and expectations are different. The coaching is different. I played overseas, and just the attention to detail, uh, it, it, it's not the same, but the, the ask is there, and he, he has it. And, and I, I think that is a level where they're, they're, they are more skilled because you got to be. Like, you know, like if you just go down and, and just dribble past people, why would I have to work on the, the nuances of the game? And I think that. What we are seeing, though, is from the guard spot, American players, the skill set has just taken a leap. And we can thank Steph Curry for that. Mm. The, the dribble step backs, the dribble combinations. Like I, our guys on, on this side are doing a lot of things. And then with the emergence of small ball, you know, the league has changed from a spacing perspective. So I would challenge back that the, the, the league is coming around from a skill perspective, especially when you're seeing you know, seven footers, you know, dribbling through the legs, coming down, shooting pull-ups. And this is something common that we're seeing where, you know, your, your college coaches, your AU coaches, your high school coaches are giving those fours and fives the freedom. So I, I would, you know, clap back and say that the skill set is raising uh, from our American players. Yeah, we, we talk about, like, the league feels progressive. Like, it feels like people, like you just mentioned, with play, playing against someone and then, like, building your game, take, taking a piece of their game to, like, add to add to your game. I feel like that's happening constantly just league league wide. And it really feels like we're seeing it, especially with some of the smaller like guard play recently. Jack, I was stepping to the gym and the first thing I was told is you're never going to take that shot in the game. Right. Like, yeah. You're never going to shoot a three in the game. Why are you shooting it? Right. Like, 
Like you're never, never work on that. Never get improved. Never be better. Like I was, I was told that, and I was a shooting guard. So, <laughs> but that has more to do with what my shot looked like. Yeah, sorry, Jack. I, I don't know about that. Was uh, all right. Let's talk. Speaking of young people, of whom a, a lot is asked of, I, I do just want to talk about LeBron because he's he's hitting a so, somewhat of a big moment in his career. I would say T- taking over the the scoring title. From Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, again, it feels like it's could could be a bigger deal than what we're making it. But this has been an opportunity for you know I, I think ESPN did a thing where they were like, "What are some of your favorite shots from over the course of your career?" And I did a thing where I was like, "Oh, let me go back and just look at his career." And the, there's actually there's a thing on YouTube that is just a cut up of all of the game winners from throughout his career, and. It's wild to look at the video quality of the early game winners because, like, we we have watched him. Like, some of these are against Gil Arenas and like Brandon Roy, and he looks the like his his movement, his you know confidence with the ball, like everything just looks still so smooth. And and like we're just watching a time traveler like move through different eras of the game and just be adding things to to his game. So I don't know. We, we, Jabari and I were talking about our favorite game winners from LeBron's career. My pick was in, in the playoffs versus the Raptors, where he just brought the ball up the court and like did a running, fading to the left shot, like falling out of bounds, bank shot somehow. Even though he was like didn't really have the angle on it, but it was a point in his career. It was when he was back in Cleveland when you know it was known that they were going to win. Like, as you're watching it, you know what's going to happen. It was the time that, like, it most reminded me of, like, when I was a kid watching Jordan in the 96 finals, where you knew he was going to steal the ball and, like, hit the shot as it was happening, just because that's just what he did. Now, the big thing is make sure you do not foul anybody here on the dribble. It's going to be James. Here it is. It's under three seconds to go. Throws up the floater. Good night, Cleveland. That is for you! I'm just wondering, you played in the league against him. Are there ever times as a player where you're almost caught up watching the show as well? Oh, I mean, look, I, I, I'll say this. I, had, I, I With Clay Thompson, I was on the Kings, you know, not to shift gears from LeBron when he had that 35 points in a quarter. Yeah. In, fact, in, in Golden State's office. There's like a, a a picture of me like yelling at, at Clay trying to make a miss from the bench, <laughs> and he knocked down a go. shot. And a funny thing about that, what he did is, I'm sitting there with my boy Carl Landry. Shout out Carl Landry, legend, legend right there, man, legendary power forward. And um, you know, like we're going back and forth just on some hoop talk on the bench. We're like, like hey man, how good do you think Clay is? You know, this time when it was like Steph's show, they they weren't like, well, I don't know if they were world champs. Yeah, they were good. They were running, played different. How good is Clay? Like you in on Clay? He and Carl's like, man, I like him. And I was like, yeah, well, he doesn't dribble much. You know, he just shoots. Like, you think he can really like, you know, win with that? Like, how good can he be? Before you know, like Clay's hit one shot, then he hit another one, then he keeps going. Then we're like, all right, timeout. You know, this is yeah. getting embarrassing. Throw another defender at him. You know, it's a bank. It's a runner. He's going to the post. And at the point, he like he hit ten straight, and we're like, dude. Me and Carl like looked at each other. We had that look like after probably like the eight <laughs> shot, like yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. that. And we see it's an NBA record. So uh, you you become a fan of that moment. Um, 
I would say one that I had to give respect, I couldn't be a fan of, is um, I was on the Celtics when LeBron went off for that like 35, 15, and three performance. We're up 3-2. Yeah. We're coming back. Um, we got the big win in Miami. We stole one at their place. We're in a prime possession, kind of ahead of schedule from our standpoint of what we were going to do. We are like, let's go seven. We had KG, Paul Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen. We're like, we had the veterans. They may be younger, but we're going to grind them out. The moment's going to get too big. LeBron's going to fold. It's not going to happen. And um, he came out in that game, and uh, we figured we had Dwayne Wade, like, locked up. Like, not locked up, but Dwayne beat us, I think, you know, in game one or two, whatever. And we're like, dang, Wade can beat you. He's a world champ. We got to respect him. So, you know, we adjusted, shifted our pick-and-roll defense. We, we, we were kind of sitting on Wade. I don't want to say we had him figured out, but we did a, a decently good job on him where it was kind of like our mindset was like Dwayne Wade versus the execution of Paul, Ray, Rondo, and, and KG. You know, that was kind of like three-man game. So it was our execution versus them. They're one-on-one. So we figured we're like, we, we got them. And LeBron came out. And we threw everything at him, but the, the kitchen sink out of the locker room. And I, I mean, literally, they, we were double teaming him from the elbow, and he was just turning and fading over those double teams. He was getting to the foul line like he was just in his stoic zone. KG was talking crazy to him. The fans were booing. I saw a kid with a with an expletive word mm-hmm. you can't say LeBron shirt on that I couldn't yep. believe that a in know, Boston. Come on, couldn't believe a ten year old would be wearing. I'm like, wow, you know, this was this was like war. And LeBron hadn't like gone to war and been successful in that moment. And that was remember like the like this yeah. Dwayne Wade's team. He he yep. just joined Dwayne Wade. Then yeah. it was like, nah, this is LeBron's team. This is that and was the moment. I, I wasn't cheering for him, but like you had to give him his respect. Everybody in the yeah. locker room gave him his respect. And it was like, listen, he's better. He's that dude. He's he's the king. Put the hat on him. Um, I was there for it, and it, it was tough to stomach because we were probably gonna roll over. The Thunder that year uh, in the championship, they were just super young. They were super, super young. I think it was like their first or second year together. Um, so that one stung, but you, I feel like you had to get that respect uh, where it's due for LBJ. Yeah, yeah. I go back to the billboards all the time. The fact that the town he grew up in when he was in high school had billboards up from Nike and Adidas that were billboards aimed not at other, not at people, just at LeBron. Like advertisements to LeBron being like, please, please sign with us. Like that's Truman show. Like your world is just, the world is like built and revolving around you. There's just so much pressure from such a young age. And the fact that we're here this many years later talking about how he's about to overtake the the scoring title, which wasn't even the thing that he was like talked about when, when he came in as being like a scorer primarily. But Jabari, name one other person that actually met the hype. Right. Oh, I, I I was gonna ask you, like, to be honest with you, like, we we always hype folks, and you know, oftentimes they deserve the hype. They've done it, but yes. I can I personally cannot think of another player that came in with the hype and the focus, and you know, to Jack's point, with all of the attention being on them, and not just meet it, exceed it. Closest thing we might we might say, and I'll lead us to the to the OGs, the old heads, to chime in on that. If I'm wrong, I would say Magic Johnson, kind of yeah. always had glow. Came to LA, Showtime Lakers. He had a squad behind him now. It's not not, mm-hmm. not that, but like magic of like he came in, that dude, the young guy, earned his respect, won championships, jump center. Like I would say magic in the sense of kind of maybe the hype that became like what he was supposed to be. 
you, you know, yeah. to a degree. I mean, that yeah. game, that, that championship game with him versus Bird in the NCAA title was as big as anything that had happened in the NBA. Yes. Like, you know, so he was already a, a massive star. But yeah, that that's, I feel right. like, similar. Yeah. And you're preaching to the choir with magic praise. Look, you know, you won, won the high school title as a senior, you know, won a college title, you know, two years later, won an NBA title the year after that, you know, three titles at three levels in four years is pretty crazy. Hey, Jabbar, you start glowing. We, we ain't see you glow like that all show. He said, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jabbar, he just makes it feel good, man. It does. It does, man. Jabbar might be a Lakers fan. He might be a little bit of a Lakers fan. Just a um, smidge. Just yeah. A smidge. But it's unreal. You won't appreciate it till it's done. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the big headlines in the league from the last week and some of the performances that blew us away. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work crafted with premium plant-based ingredients their products have no seed oils fillers or artificial nonsense it's just pure goodness in every pouch try them out and actually feel the difference today visit symbiotica.com and use code iheart for 15 percent off plus free shipping on your subscription order again that's 15 percent off plus free shipping on your subscription order go to symbiotica.com that's c-y-m-b-i-o-t-i-k-a.com and we're back and uh obviously the big headline from the past week it happened over the weekend i was in a movie and i thought i thought the world was ending my phone was going off in my pocket i was like what i need to like leave the theater and make sure my kids are all right uh but yeah Kyrie to the mavs it's being reported as Kyrie for spencer dimwitty uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first-round pick, and several second-rounders. Uh, there was a brief period where it appeared the Nets may be trying to add a third team to the deal in order to acquire more firepower 
um, but that didn't seem to gain any traction or didn't get confirmed, I guess. So the, the deal is going through as previously reported, but yeah, Ryan, as a, as a player and a teammate, how did, how did you react to the trade deadline when the rumors involved someone you were going to go to battle with on a nightly basis? Uh, what, what does it do to you when your name is involved in trade talks? Well, I would say, um, I was never, you know, outwardly involved in trade talks. Me personally, I was always blessed that I was able to peacefully negotiate the trades that I was a part of. They were expected, you know, and I feel like, you know, from a player's standpoint, my, I was never some mega superstar. So I felt like I've done everything I could for the teams that I was on. My time had either run its course or, you know, I wasn't being valued the way that I felt like I should have been. And I you always looked to be going somewhere that I was valued. Um, I'm ecstatic for Mark Cuban also because Dallas, I think this is probably the, the and the biggest name they've been able to acquire via trade. And I think, you know, Mark has missed out on a number of free agencies. He's always, all Mark is always in the mix with a player and hadn't really been able to bring it home. And I think this is the biggest name that Mark has been able to make that trade for and, and, and bring in as far as in terms of a guy that's a world champ, a guy who can still go a superstar mentality. I think when Kyrie sees the love that he's going to get from Dallas and, and Mark Cuban there, and you got a mega star, like I'm, I'm thinking, I can't imagine looking on a scout report and be like, all right, so we throw the house at Luca. And then when we all rotate that way, we got to, and he skips it that way. Then everybody got to shift right back over there. Go guard Kyrie. So that man, that's going to be a headache. I can't even think of how to, uh, you know, how to scout it. And, and I think Luca is so good. Luca is so good that the problem he runs into is like, hey man, he can't do this for a seven game series. He needs help. Like he he can't do this for all eighty two games. You know, at some point he's gonna, you know, be tired. You know, he needs the help. And I think this maybe answers that call or that challenge because Luca Duncan is a certified. He's a certified dog. He, you put you mentioned him with LeBron. You mentioned him with Bird. You mentioned him with Magic. We said earlier with Kevin Durant. Luca, that name you you mentioned him with Steph Curry. You don't bat an eye. He's in that conversation with those type of guys. So. Um, I'm 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 happy to see what it is, and I'm happy for Kyrie, and um, I, I think it gets intriguing, guys. That we look forward to say, hey, you know, did they lose those assets for nothing? You know, are they going to be able to um, sign, re-sign him? Is this going to be a Kawhi Leonard type of deal? You know, the the dice roll that Toronto rolled, and then he ends up going to L.A. You know, and I think, hey, or is this going to be the Paul George move where no one really saw him staying in OKC, and he was like, Paul was like. They gave up draft picks. They committed to me. These people rock with me. I'm going to stay here. You know, and Dallas is a, a beautiful city, man. I played in Dallas. I played for Mark Cuban. It's a fun city, man. And as an owner, um, you know, Mark does it the right way. He, he, he steps up. So I'm happy for him. I'm in, intriguing to see how it works. And the NBA drama keeps key, rolling, fellas. Yeah. There are some questions I think people have about like, well, what, you know, they're both ball dominant players. They're both uh, you know, not the foremost defenders of their positions, but at the same time, the more I think about it, the more I hear you talk, the more it's just like, I don't know, man, the, that, that level of shot making, like two of the best, if not the two best shot makers in, in the league, like just the two players who I'm like, how, how do they do what they do. Like, it seems almost supernatural, their ability to put the ball in the basket, like at so many different levels, at so many different angles, that's going to be hard to defend <laughs> would be, would be my hot take. All right. Let, let's talk about some of the best performances of the week. Uh, Mad Boosties 
great performances of the week is the is what we've cleverly called the segment of the show. You know, j- just first of all, Clay Thompson still out here doing it. You know, uh, he put up forty two on twelve of sixteen <laughs> from three on OKC um, in a blowout win without Steph Wiggins looking like he's back in the form we saw him in during last year's title run. And yeah, I don't know that I, I love seeing Clay go off. I, I also want to talk about Keegan Murray with 30 to lead the Kings in scoring and win over the Rockets. Keegan Murray, rookie eight for 12 from deep. He's shooting 40% from three on over six attempts a game as a rookie. Just if you need if you need him, six. How, how tall is he? He's like six eight. At least six, six eight. eight, six nine. Good six eight. I just, I love this. This again. This is one of my favorite things to highlight. the The progressiveness of the league. One one of the things we've already hit on. Hitting on my second favorite theme. Nobody knows anything when it comes to people coming into the league. You know, all the the you know sports guys were were out here with the. Well, you know, this big mistake for the Kings, the Kings have done it again. They could, they missed out on a great piece, great opportunity to get a piece who, who, what, who shoots 40% from three at six, eight, like is one already like a premier shooter in the league as a rookie for the third place team in the West. Um, I don't know. Keegan Murray did, did, were you on that game? I was, um, the beautiful thing we talked about Sabonis earlier, um, he's in a situation with veterans around him where he just has to play his role. Yeah. So between Sabonis and Fox, those guys generate a lot of ball movement and a lot of corner threes. So when you start to simplify things for a young guy, he knows his role, which is to catch and shoot the basketball. It, it first off started with him just kind of getting open looks and just being aggressive. And then it was like, well, he's not that open. He's just hitting these contested threes. And then he got that like little, you know, like guys get that pep in his step. Like they start, seeing the ball go in before it's, if, you know, they even had the ball, they get that different, that little, little mm-hmm. run. He had that. So I think he's, it's extremely impressive um, because he's a fit. And I think that Sacramento knew they didn't need like a boomer bust potential guy. They needed a guy who could come in right now and play. And right. Keegan Murray, I think if you, you know, you kind of followed him, he's a little older, but he's ready now. And Sacramento got a guy that's ready now. And if you even go beyond that, um, I would say the trade that they made with Indiana, Halliburton, Zabonis, like it won for both sides. It's not often you see those trades win for both sides. Um, Both all-stars, like both playing well. And sometimes it's just, it's just a change of of scenery. And I I think it's really cool for both sides. Someone didn't have to win and someone didn't have to lose, but I think um, both ended up being really good fits because, like you said, is oh, how could you trade Halbert? Why would you do that? Like, right? Because we're better. Because it, it fits, and then he's yeah. better there. Like, like, will you love to have him? Yes, but like, it, it just it it works that way. And because you, the basketball media, are underrating De'Aaron Fox because you, you know, he <laughs> hasn't been doing what, uh, you know, like it, when we've seen more of him, we know that he has this in him. Uh, you guys just don't know that yet. So yeah, this is. This was the right move for the Kings. Yeah, I don't know. That's, it's exciting. The Kings are exciting. The Kings. Do we think we think they're going to be there in the in the Western Conference Finals? Ooh, they got to shot it just much as as anybody. Yeah, right now. Yeah, because you can look at those numbers and say it's a team that doesn't fend. I think they're, un- they're undersized. They're going to struggle to guard the rim. That's just part of it. But 
you got to understand part of their defensive numbers are so bad. There's an element of they play fast and their pace is up. So mm. when you play fast, you're going to give up shots on the other end. But when you're scoring, you know, 130 a night and you're giving up 120, like that's just part of like you kind of, man, I get Golden State vibes from Mike Brown and that team. Yeah. Like in the sense of that they kind of run and then in a the half court, they'll get disciplined. They'll run their stuff like they're in a sweet little groove. And I think that they've got to play just enough defense. And I think it becomes tough because you don't, they don't have that eraser back there. Like Sabonis is a great defensive rebound, but they don't have that eraser where, ah, oh, man, we made a mistake, guys. Like, dang, that, that, that Robert Williams just came over and blocked the shot and, and helped us out. They don't have that part, that, that piece, but they do rotate. They do play together and they really pressure the basketball. So there, there's, I wouldn't want to necessarily match it with the Kings right now in the playoffs. Yeah. Speaking actually to that, you know, we've already discussed we've already discussed the Kings just recently. We discussed, you know, the Warriors earlier. Um, this is something that, you know, Jack and Miles have discussed it, you know, in weeks past. The West, I've personally have never seen it as I don't want, I don't know whether it's competitive or whether it's just, you know, like a, a higher level of parity or whatever the you know, whatever you want to attribute it to, but the four seed and the twelve seed are still less than five games apart from one another. How does this shape up? Yeah, like it, so who who's going to be on the outside looking in when you know in another 28, 28 games or so? Somebody's going to be real upset. So, somebody's yeah. going to emerge. Somebody's going to be real upset. Uh, I think what's what's tough right now, and you see, you're kind of seeing it with like New Orleans. Uh, you got to be healthy in these moments. Health is going to be such a big part of it. But like everybody can't go in a party, man. There, there's a there's a you know there's a fee at the door. The fire marshal's out. The party's popping. Everybody ain't going to make it, you know? And I think you you look back, what, about two or three years now? Thank you, NBA, for the playing game. Man, this, this playing game about to, yeah. be, about to turn up, okay? So this is going to be something, you know, you know, really, you know, really cool to see and look forward to. And I think, man, a lot of people don't understand, like, it's, just, it's tough on my young Rockets because more than ever, I see the Rockets going into games, and these are, like, must-win games at this time of year. Like, we can't afford to drop. Well, we're going to drop five spots if we lose this game. And teams hmm. are <laughs> – poor our poor young guys, man. Like, they're coming at them in a different way, man, every night because this race is so tight. There's no, no nights off. Right. I want to say the Rockets might have played three or four teams as young as they are this season. Like, like kind of like, hmm. hey, like, go, go pound for pound. Like, you know, like in terms of age and, you know, like – I think we've seen Detroit, San Antonio, which is they still play hard as heck. Mm-hmm. And um, Orlando, maybe? Orlando, Orlando, Orlando plays hard. And Orlando's yeah. like huge. They're like yeah. the monsters. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like space. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's tough. It's competitive and it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk about real quick. Cam Thomas is going out of his mind. Put up 44 off the bench in a win against Porzingis and the Wizards without Kyrie and KD. And then also have 47 in a loss to the Clippers in a starting role for the Nets right, right after the Kyrie trade. Making him the youngest guy since LeBron to score 44 or more in back-to-back games. And Jabari, you were, you were asking a good question. Like, How many Cam Thomases are out there just waiting to go off just like waiting for for their moment to just get get the ball some get fed ain't many i don't think it was a hack <laughs> neither it ain't many i think that young boy in dallas what had 27 i forget his name the other night man Jaden hardy Jaden hardy and so in dallas kind of had a similar kind of like hey, hey you don't need to bring him in i can do it like yeah, right. <laughs> similar performances and i think that's the the, the fun 
thing about the league, and you know, I think our question is this: is this for real? You know, is this for real? And I think that the league is trending in a way where you know we're going to see more of those moments because it's such a three point uh, dominant league. I, I don't want to just say that guys don't defend anymore. It's just it's hard to like when I was in the league, spacing wasn't near the same. Your power forward shot 15 footers. You couldn't contest the paint and run them off of the three point, the, excuse me, the, the, the free throw line, not the three point line. Now you got to chase these guys off the line at 20, 26 feet, you know, 20, 24 feet away from the basket. So it, it's hard to defend, you, you know? So um, I, I think you will see more of these performances. And I think that, I think that you have a number of these guys. Now there's more of a role where before they were like, they were, well, before these guys were like gunners, they were gunners, they were selfish. There's that guy's too small, he's not a point guard, he can't play in this league, just scoring. Like, but you got a lot of those guys now in the league that do that, and I think you we will see more of those performances. Yeah, all right. So, I want, I want to talk about a thing that we've been, we've been calling a business decision for the past like three episodes. We've been talking about players who, when they're about to be dunked on, you know, Ja, ja said, Jump with me if you want to go viral, right. And sometimes when people make a business decision and like they might jump, but then the rest of their body goes dead. Like they're trying <laughs> to fend off like a, a bear attack because they know what, what's about to happen. So ju- just the phenomena of business decisions, you know, we, we saw Norman Powell baptize Julius Randall after a poor business decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, we, we saw in the, Lakers Pels game, uh, AD make a, a very coherent, visible business decision on a Brandon Ingram dunk in the second quarter. Is is that something? Do you remember ever making a business decision, Ryan, in your career? Yeah, I have. I, I mean, when you're just too late, like somebody's like, too late, dude. <laughs> right. Like, but here's a big part of it too. I remember like Matt Harpring ripped me off the the rim and like clotheslined me and like I hit the floor like back first and it's like 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 and the referee was like yeah two free throws get up and go and I'm like (laughs) this guy just assaulted me in 40 states and there's no there's no call like two free throws what so you can't do that like just the same OG like no dunk rule no more like you know like you can't just get away with it so I think that's why you do see some more of the business decisions, I think there is a lot. Like, come on, man! Like, you can't be soft. Like, like, like some of that. Like, come on, you don't forget the internet highlights. You know, and somebody was even telling me the, the other day that you know this was unheard of. I'd never check my phone until after the game. I would never be in a movie and hear my phone buzzing. It would be on silent, Jack. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was on silent. It was just blowing up my hip. I was like, whoa! These kids, and it was probably me. Sorry. These kids are on their phone at halftime. They see yeah. highlights at halftime. Like you come in there on their, like that's crazy. Like never the players. Yes. NBA players wow. today are on their phone at halftime. I would have oh, been, no. man, one of the vets would have jumped down my throat. They saw me on my cell phone at halftime. Wow. You know, so it's, it's, it is, it's a, it's a different era. So I think it's a mix of, you can't play or foul. You can't just go hurting players anymore. And some of these guys are, are making them, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll grade the business decisions now, but there are more than ever. Yeah. Who would you make the most business decisions against? And the reason why I asked the question is because, you look, you, you came into the league when Shaq was still there. He was in the back half of his career, but he's still there, still active, still moving around. You know, Duncan was still around. Who are the guys that made you make the most business decisions? I Man, I really didn't. 
I just like I just tried not to be late. But right. Shaq, Shaq got me and Amari Stoudemire got me. And the business decision wasn't mine. It was Kevin Love. I was so, I'm so mad at Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Love was like getting backed down by Amari. And like at the last second, like he like whipped his shoulder out the way. And then I like it turned out, I just get facial. And I'm right. like, all right, if you, you know, you bump him, I'm gonna come, come meet him upstairs. And you like, like you like Kevin, did you set me up? Kevin Steele, the Mars set me up. So that's like ducking uh, behind the toll booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just always early. And like, yeah. you know, you kind of have, especially as a shot blocker, in your mind, the guys who can go, like, hey, like I can't be late with him. Like, you mm. know, so I would just be LeBron, Wade, I would be outside the block. I wasn't waiting for them to get there. Um, yeah. You know, so we have this, you know, fantastic play that we watched for years. Shaq is backing me down. I'm thinking, this is just going to be just like shoot around. He's backing me down. The help's going to come. He's going to kick it out. And we're going <laughs> to rotate around the corner, and we're going to get a contested three-box-up rebound that we go to late, right? He's backing me down. Nobody comes. He's backing me down. Nobody comes. He's backing me down. Nobody comes. At this point, he's size 18s are in the paint. He turns, elbows me across the face, and dunks over me. And I realize, never again, guard these guys like that double team ain't coming. Because live right. on ABC, no double team came. <laughs> and I was, right. you know, I was out, I was out, out, out to sale. So, you know, it wasn't like a, you know, like I just gave Shaq the greatest contest ever, but still, like you, you know, you learn, you learn that lesson. Your teammates, you know, when the lights come on, they don't, you know, they care about you like you thought they would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Ryan, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna put you in the hot seat for the rapid fire round of questioning, the fastest round of questioning in the history of podcasting. So just, you know, get, get loosened up during the break and, and we'll be back. And it's going to be so fast. If you put a hat on, the hat would spin around on your head like that. That's how fast it is. We'll, we'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner fisher homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster schedule your personal tour with 
with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And we're back, and it is time for the rapid fire round of questioning. We're, we might try and slow things down. You got to keep us on pace. Um, you got you got to just move, it's move fast. It's it's like the yeah. Are there any wrong answers? No there such no, thing as a wrong answer. No. You're on boosties. Yeah, and in fact, we prefer wrong answers. We prefer answers that you haven't even thought about. That's how quick they're coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jabari, would you like to do the honors and t- take the first question? You sure? You don't want to go? Yeah, yeah no, I'll take it. That's right. Um, oh. right. <laughs> Ryan, if you could bet on any... So we, we were recently talking about how the Pacers had somebody hit a layup, free throw, three-pointer, half-court shot, and they won $500 for hitting all those shots in a row uh, because I guess they have high expectations for for their shot-making ability in the state of Indiana. If you could bet on any fan base to make the in arena challenge shots, which fan base are you betting on? Houston, man. Houston. Athletes in the crowd. What are you doing, Jack? Now, if you're expanding (laughs) outside the world of sports to just any fan base, can be Star Wars fan base. (laughs) Yep. Star Trek fan base. (laughs) Um, Olympic darts, Olympic archery. I'd probably say. I, I probably say the golfers. Golfers. Interesting. Golfers have an eye for the ball. They have a, a good eye. I yeah. think a golfer would, would, would knock the shot down. Definitely no. translates with Steph. He's got that pretty that pretty swing and mm-hmm. the ability to he's a pretty good shooter too, I think. I take Tiger I take Tiger over Brady and it, it didn't make that shot. Ooh. That's but, yeah, we should we should change this question to be about like other athletes. Other athletes jumping yeah, in. There. Which athlete should you w- would you take that you've never seen shoot shoot a basketball before? If a golfer does it, do you have to do the golf clap or can you act accordingly? <laughs> yeah. They drain I the half they, court shot. I think yeah. They secretly want to just turn up. They want it. Yeah. 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 All right, Ryan, oh. if you could it all I have to ask is if you could just keep us going. You know, we, we, we slowed down there. That, that question took a lot longer than what we're, the standard is here yes. on Battle Fire. So yes, boss. If you don't mind, I appreciate it. Yes, right, boss. I, so I'm coming to you with this. Basketball reference. Oh, boy. Basketball reference has Fake your... News. Oh, you knew where, you know where I'm going? Not even close. Fake news. So I, for, the, for the benefit of the listeners, you know, feel free to let Google be your friend. But Basketball Reference has Ryan's nickname as Booty Call. Can you shed some light on the origin of that? Or if it's not safe for this podcast, can you give us some other safe. really good? Oh, it is. Tony, Tony Allen is one of those homies that you have that doesn't know. And like, son, if he don't got nothing to say, like he just feel like he always has to say something. He's that, he's that friend. <laughs> right. And he was doing an interview. Hey, Ryan Holland's playing great for you guys. He's shown up. He's been here through camp. You know, he comes in, he doesn't miss a beat. What, what, what do you guys, what do you have to say about him? Hey, kill him. We call him booty call. We call him. He ready to go. 
Tony, why would you say that? I have never been called that in the locker room or in my life. And most importantly, I have children. So basketball reference, you're going to get a defamation lawsuit from me if you don't change that soon. My kids, man. What's wrong with them? I ain't never been called that in my life. Who called them? Man, booty. Listen. Listen. Come up to me and call you that. Call me that if you like it. We'll see how that ends up. How your night ends and how my night ends. <laughs> the equivalent of like microwave from the 80s. The modern equivalent is booty call. There you go. Yeah. When you call, he's ready to go. Yeah. Um, Anthony Edwards recently acknowledged a three bag per day habit of uh, hot Cheetos fries. What was your wildest eating habit when you were a young athlete? And what was the wildest thing you witnessed diet wise when you were in the league? I was told that. My eating was equivalent to an NFL defensive tackle. Um, <laughs> I couldn't gain a pound. My metabolism is just ridiculous. You call it the gift and the curse. I can eat anything I want. And the joke would be that instead of like dessert, I would just order more food for dessert, <laughs> like more entrees. <laughs> um, eating habit. My boy, shout out Adam Morrison. Before the game, he would eat like a, like a six ounce, six or eight ounce steak full mashed potatoes, everything before an NBA game as a rookie. And wow. Jabari's stomach just turned as he thought about that. And then going to the game and play and he oh. was like, that was his thing. And he'd go into the, our little like entertainment room and he'd eat it. All Where right. he, where's he? He's just like ordering in from like Morton's to the, to the locker. They room? would kind of make it for him and bring it with like a little hey, top on. Yeah. Like it was his thing. It was the, it was the oddest. Adam did it and he lived by it. That's Shut up the, and he was skinny, champion, still skinny. Adam yeah. Rose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, keeping it going with All Star Weekend in mind. Uh, we've asked this question, you know, several different ways, but I'll, I'll come to you with it. Actually, I'm gonna uh, remix it a little bit. You can put together four dunkers all time. Give me your four dunkers: Jill Green, Aaron Gordon. Oh, okay. I see where you go. Zach Levine, and um, ooh, number four. I was going to say, so no Jordan, no Vince, no VC. Bean. I'll go VC. Okay. Mm. Jo- like, honestly, like, we just rock with Bean and Mike. They was doing right. stuff. We seen guys jump further. Like, an honorable mention, Nate Nate Robinson. Yeah. Honorable mention, like, like Nate. Like, I, I could slide Nate in there because he brought, he brought the energy with it. He was little. We could rock. We were shout out Nate Robinson, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then similarly, same same time machine that we just brought those players from their prime with. Uh, you can now get in that time machine, go back and watch any single NBA game from throughout history in person. Which game are you choosing? I could watch any game in history, um, NBA game. I think that I want to see. <laughs> The Malice of the Palace, dog. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, best what? answer yet. Best answer yet. I mean, <laughs> not not a finals game, not a, you know, a serious matchup at the at down the stretch of a season, not a playoff game, <laughs> but a game in like November. Okay, my mind went and said, "Let me see Magic jump center, you know, and right. the sky hook and all." And then I was like, "Yo, that like." Yo, like the brawl, like in person. <laughs> I don't want to be fighting it. I don't want. I just want to watch. Like, yeah. oh, he just went. His, he's in the stands. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I think like seeing it, like the people up close and personal, got a different yeah. view. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'd say that was one of the more interactive uh, fan experiences that yeah. we got the in the history of the league. experience, 100%. Forgive me, guys. No, nah, no worries. <laughs> All right. Then finally, we have a question that we ask everybody. Is it going to be Jack or Jabari? <laughs> For what? You got to pick. And I'm not leading the witness at all. I'm just, you know, you know, Jack, that guy, or, you know, me. I'll go with you, Jabari, man. I'll go what with you. What the? <laughs> we break streaks no, here. Fine. We are here to break streaks. Is Jack that was like a, so like, there's no rhyme or reason. I just have to pick one of you. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And Jack was on at least a three show three game winning streak. streak. Yeah. So, Jabari, you sold it slightly. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, no, a little dirty pool. If you want to change your mind, that's fine. I, I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 my mind went there. You listen. Hey, we said don't even think about it. You clearly didn't um, when you made your decision, but that's that's fine. <laughs> uh, Ryan Holland's been such a pleasure having you on the show uh, for like ninety nine percent of the show. Such a pleasure. You nailed it. And then, uh, but th- thank you so much. Where where can people you know find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Um. First off, my, my my day job is with the Houston Rockets. Shout out yeah. to the Rockets, um, a co- color commentator. I'm living the dream. I can't believe they still allow me in the building. I wasn't supposed to be there as a player, and now I get to be there as an analyst and get to talk about the game that I love. So I'm having a blast. Myself and Craig Ackerman just have fun on the broadcast. And NBA rookie life, you got to check out the pod. It just started it. It's a short. It's a fun listen. Um, I'm going to get... NBA's future stars on, have those young guys on, talking about their experience and what they're going through as rookies. I'm going to have some of the OG, the legend, the veterans on. I'm talking about their uh, rookie experience. And I think people need to know what these young guys go through. Imagine, if, imagine like dreaming about something. You live through that dream. So just kind of getting these guys. And I think it'll be real fun as the pod develops to look back and hear some of these guys, how excited they were, how bright they were. And uh, we we, ha- we had some fun with them, but it's 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 really cool, and it, you can check it out anywhere through iHeart and the NBA. So I am a blessed, happy man to sit around and talk basketball, man, guys. You know we could we could do this a lot longer. Like I really really like basketball. Yeah, yeah, man, this was really fun. Thank you. We are happy men to have had you on. You don't sound happy, Jack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I took that loss a little hard. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I'm choking back a sob. As you can see, I mean, the listeners can't see, but there are tears streaming down my face. Uh, but that's, you know, that's normal. It's normal. It's, a, it's what happens sometimes when you lose. Um, but yeah, honestly, Ryan, thank you so much. What a blast. Thank you. What a blast. Anytime, anytime, guys. Huge fans and, you know, keep up, keep up the good work. Seriously, keep it up. Keep going, man. We, we at Hoop Talk, is, it, it keeps our sport going. Awesome, and man. We'll certainly try. all right ryan our boosties listeners of the week were paul garaventa uh one one of the greats for making sure we saw an absolute bomb from dame where it wasn't even like the shot clock was running down he was just like oh you're not gonna guard me out here (laughs) that's hmm. look we've seen long shots before but he was legitimately standing just inside the half court that was ridiculous Him, him and Steph did that at the All-Star game a couple years back when they were just like trading mid-court mm-hmm. shots, just casually pulling up and drilling them every time. Uh, was that last season? That was last season. It was either All-Star last year game. or the year four. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it was recent. But this was like an actual game. So, yeah, I appreciate how the players just continue to push the boundaries of what we thought, you know, what we once thought the game you know, should or, or did look like. Yeah, so you can... 
follow us on twitter at mad boosties we are back next week with a whole nother episode of the show until then bye bye uh happy nba watching this has been jack and jabari signing out i don't know how to sign out like it i just no. want to keep talking this is i i uh, I, I don't mean to laugh i'm laughing because you said bye bye <laughs> bye bye what do you say my and my famous <laughs> sign off bye bye <laughs>